the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. Pretty good. I'm I'm so happy like to even talk to you because honestly, like oh. like I know we got we gotta talk about uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, but like I did track in high school. We did okay. four hundred meter event. I used to like watch you, uh, Karani James, all yeah. that. So before I even get to track stuff, like I just I just wanted to like like just Thank pay you. homage. You're one one of the greatest yeah. of all time. It's, Thank it's, you. Yeah. Before I even want to get started track though, um, we gotta talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> sure. Um, like how how's it how has life been since like joining? I know it has to be crazy. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's funny when I was competing. Obviously, I would get recognized in like Jamaica and New York, where people love track and field, and of course in Europe and stuff. But now since filming the show, <laughs> it's insane because. I feel like the housewives, first of all, the Bravo fans are just incredible, but it's like people you would never expect <laughs> that watch the show, you know, that are so vested in it. So it's been really cool to, especially when people come up and they connect with my stories or, you know, like oh, I had a hard time deciding I want to have baby number two, or I love that your family all lives together. I think it's really fun when people connect with me on that stuff. No, that's amazing. How, how was it like comparing, uh, filming like this season to the last, mm -hmm. uh, to your first season? Oh, this season was way better to film than the first season. The first season was tough, you know, because obviously I'm coming into this very well-established franchise and, you know, there's so many relationships that are already there. There's so much history. So, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be myself and get to know everyone. And it was, it was challenging. But this season, I would say I felt like, you know, I really was a part of the group and I've started to really build genuine relationships and there was like real skin in the game and like it was very significant so yeah this season was really fun did you um ever like look did you ever watch the first season of your first yeah, season I, I watched most of it <laughs> like do you ever like look back like have like any cringe moments like oh man like why did I do that was there any like certain scenes that you're like man I oh, wish yeah. I didn't do that was there like yeah, a certain scene were... for you there was definitely a cringe moment for me in the one of the last episodes in Jamaica when I feel like Kenya like is like going back and forth with me. And then I'm like, why don't I just chat, chat Patwa and just, you know, like <laughs> just cross our arms. <laughs> so that was like the cringe moment for me. The rest of it wasn't too bad, but I hated that moment because I was in my head like trying to remember all the stuff. And I feel like I was so tired. I had worked so hard with iFit. I was just like over it. <laughs> No, I, I, I know. The show looks amazing. I'm glad you're on it. I know, like, I feel like professional athletes' criticism is different from, like, reality TV shows criticism because there's, like, True. so much people in your business. And you know, I feel like you're not, like, athletes, you're judging performers. More so, like, right. you're, they're judging on your lives and everything. Like, how have you, like, handled that? Kind of, I, I know there's, like, a difference there. Yeah, that's a really good question, Wayne, because I think that... um. I feel like my sports background has helped me so much for reality television, because I think that, you know, in sports, people do have a lot to say about your performance or when you, you know, lose a big race and they're like, oh, you're not a big meat competitor, all that kind of stuff. And I had to get used to like shutting that all off. Like I wouldn't read it. I wouldn't, um, you know, subscribe to it. My dad always tell me you don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. You just want to stay humble, stay in the middle, you know, so to be honest, I didn't read a lot of feedback from the show. 
You know, I, I try to stay away from that stuff because I feel like people's opinions can be fickle. You know, one day they love you, one day they don't. So I just try not to invest too much into people's opinions of me or my decisions or my family. Um, and I just keep, you know, trying to be the best version of myself and, you know, showing up authentically on the show and bringing black excellence and black love and all those things. Okay, that's good. Kaya. You're, so you're not one of those people that go look online, black like, y'all, and then clap back at them. I'm totally no. the opposite. I'll be like, "What do you guys say about me?" I have friends like that who like read everything and have a clap back or everything. I don't have the energy, the time, the desire to go back and forth. I mean, let let me not let me not lie. There were a few things that I saw that I did respond to, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I try to get too caught up into it. No, kind of like me personally, I'd be seeing stuff like I look, go, I go look for like the criticism. Like, hey, if you're telling me such and such, like I don't like the way you did this and you're listening them out. I'm OK, I'm going to listen to you because I want to see what you're talking about. But you're yeah. just over here, just have no context to it. I'd be, <laughs> All right. I know I might respond here or there, but no, I, I feel you. though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's like, where are you like most excited for uh, for fantasy this season? Oh, man. So this season literally felt like two seasons in one. I, I'm not going to lie. Like literally halfway through, I felt like, wait a minute, like we it's like you. I forgot half the stuff that happened early in the season. It was so jam packed. And I really feel like last season was like a rebuilding of the franchise. You know, it's like they brought me on Drew was second season. It was like a lot of people left. So this year, it feels to me like there's really a sisterhood. It feels like we go through some real stuff, <laughs> you know, it's like, and then I think, I think always the part that makes the show so special is outside of our own, you know, like our, our journeys as friends and sisters and all that. We have so much going on in our personal lives and everyone's personal story is just so like compelling and so many things are changing. So I'm just excited for people to see like this authentic friendship continue to grow. Um, I'm excited for them to see like my friendships who, you know, who I kind of get closer to and, you know, how it gets a little bit hard sometimes to like this, you love this friend, they get in a fight. Like, how do you, huh? so it's just, it's a lot. It's a very, very dramatic, authentic, fun season. Okay. Cause I have to ask you about a couple of people. Cause I know like when you, when you, and when you, when you and Drew, like first, I feel like you guys were first bonding and then things just turned left. I know like she recently just got in a divorce. Like, have you guys had a heart to heart at all or no? Yeah. So, you know, everything else aside, I was truly and still am truly heartbroken for Drew and Ralph. Like, you know, so I met them like a few weeks prior to I started to film and I loved them. I thought they were a great couple. Obviously, Ross and I were new to Atlanta. I thought they would be like a great couple for us to spend time with, have fun with. And obviously we went through our stuff on the show. Um, but and I knew that they were going through some things, but I 100% thought they would be able to work through it. So I was really, really heartbroken for her when I heard the news because I was literally at the birthday party she threw for him like a week or two earlier, his 40th birthday party. And they looked happy. So, yes, we, you know, we've connected. I've been keeping up with her, checking on her, checking on both of them, um, you know, because like, I'm, I'm you know, the, there's children involved. There's three beautiful kids involved. So, yeah, that that really broke my heart. Oh, that's good to hear. Kind of like some people still be like, no, I'm still against this person. But like, there's some situations you got to be like, yo. Uh, yeah, definitely. No. Um, how is your relationship with Kenya this season? Kind of like that was like a big thing last season. Yes. Our relationship ebbs and flows. 
And I listen, I always say, I feel like me and Kenya should be able to like have a great time. And we do, when we're one-on-one, -on -one, we're cool. It's sometimes just the group dynamics that throws us off. And I, I feel like she won't admit it. But I feel like it's because Marlo and I are so close. I feel like sometimes she just be like, ah. and I'm like, you can't be like that. Like I could be friends with who I want to be friends with. So, but you know, but we, we, you have to watch and see. Our thing is a little bit like a roller coaster. <laughs> no, I was, how, what were your thoughts about the first, uh, like, the, I know they just released like the sneak peek trailer like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. What were your thoughts about that? I was like, damn, there's so much things going on here and there. Like Candy was <laughs> over here crying, but. Cause she didn't want to beat her up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wait. I was like, what's oh going on goodness. here? The teaser was insane, and that's not even one one hundredth of everything that happened. Like when I talked to my producer, I was like, dang, like y'all left this out there. They're like, girl, we couldn't even slice it down because it was so much. So yeah, it's it's intense. And you know when Candy says she ready to hit, but somebody is gonna be yeah, a good. I, know. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, wait, what's going on? I, I kind of want to see this like now. Like, well, you guys can't just drop this and not like, but all right, we'll give it to y'all in a month later. Like, I was like, wait, what's going <laughs> on? No, I was just like, yo, that trailer, I, I, they sell the trailer. Um, <laughs> has there ever been like a housewife from like any franchise that you like really want to work with? Hmm. You know, it's a good question. I mean, the the one housewife that I feel like very connected to, because I feel like we have a lot of the similar energy and vibe is Wendy Osefo, Dr. Wendy Osefo from Potomac. Um, you know, she also does like broadcasting, commentating, all that kind of stuff. And we've connected. I met her at BravoCon in person. So that was really nice. I really, really love her. Um, but otherwise than that, I kind of love my crew. Like I love the Atlanta Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, people say it's the best one. So, you know, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I know like sometimes you guys film, you, you can't get everything in the show. Has there ever been like a scene that got cut that you wish made the show? Yeah, that's a good question. So last season, Ross and I filmed a scene. We were at a, like a mountain climbing um, place and we had never done it before, like in real life. So when we were doing it for the show, it was so funny. Like we fell off the thing and then I beat him the last one. And I was so mad because I thought that was such a fun, like I love like family fun stuff um, because I think it just, you know, adds character to who we are. So that scene I wished would have made it um, last year. I don't know about this season yet because we filmed so much stuff. So I'll have to wait and see what doesn't make the cut this year. But last year I was a little bummed that that scene didn't make it. We were talking about, you know, the baby stuff and really trying to figure out baby number two in that episode, in that scene. Um, and it didn't make it. How is that going? I know you just recently Marlo talked about I, too. Go ahead. Oh my bad. No, go ahead. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and then there was a there was another scene. I just remembered it. Me, Marlo, and Sheree shot. They were both mad about where we went to like a like a dance class. But it was like with those sexy like um, I forget what they call them, but like the 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 silk that comes out this like out the roof, like the ceiling, and then you do like all this dances. We had a bomb scene there, and they did not show it. I was like, how could they cut this? <laughs> No, yeah, that actually would probably been people would probably be interested in seeing yes. <laughs> No, yeah, I don't know how to cut that one too. No, that's that's a very good question. Uh, but uh what's what has been your like your most um like what's your like favorite moment and like least favorite moment of filming? My favorite moment of filming last season was bringing the girls to Jamaica. I thought that was so cool to get to bring them back to, you know, where I'm from and to bring, you know, put Jamaica like on the show. I thought that was great. I know Jamaica been on the show before, but um, for me to host my own um, trip and to go to Jamaica, I really loved that. Um, I would say probably, you know, the hardest part 
of filming. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm here for all of it, right? Like, I think that, I think what makes these shows great, I think if you're open to it, is none of us are perfect. You know what I mean? We we make mistakes, we forget to say something, you do all this stuff, but it's like, I feel like there's a holistic picture of people that you get to see on reality TV that is very unique. So I try to give myself grace and take things on the chin, you know, whatever happens, happens, have fun with it. Um, so yeah, so overall, I think it's always fun and it's a good experience and it's fun to see how they edit it and <laughs> how crazy they make you look in certain scenes, but you know, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, I feel like they be having y'all be looking crazy sometimes in certain scenes. Even <laughs> yeah. even a even a trailer because I think, I forgot who said it. They were they said the you guys going to Portugal and then somebody like the next clip right after that they said Spain. I said please don't tell me they were talking about like they said <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying the way yeah. they clipped it. I said but there, you could tell they're two different scenes. So there were like, two different scenes. Yeah, yeah. I said please don't tell me they're like. What are your thoughts about that? I know you'd be like, yo, come on, man. I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm not mad because most of the times I feel like I get a pretty good edit. So I'm not really tripping on the edits. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, I do think at the end of the day, it is a, it is a television show. It is for entertainment. So I think that they always try to pull out the most fun, most salacious parts of, of the show to make people want to tune in and, and to be entertained. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, yeah. I know sometimes like, uh, people out there, you know, the conspiracy theory, like this is scripted and everything. Do you ever yeah. feel like you have to play yourself up for like reality te television? That's a really good question. Um, I think that's the worst thing you could do. I think that there was a time when reality TV people were like, you know, scripted or trying to do all of these things. But I think now the viewer knows and appreciates authenticity. And so I think that um, when you're trying too hard, it doesn't work. So I think that I think when you're on TV, you're the biggest version of yourself. Like, you know, like I'm going to be like, you know, I'm not going to be like dread, like walking around, like, you know, moping around. So I think that, yes, you are the best version of yourself. But I certainly don't think that it's scripted. And one of the things that I was pleasantly surprised about this show was that this show is not scripted. Like when you show up, like the producers never cut the scene. They never come in. Like there's no, you know, there's no like, oh, do that again. There's no redo. Cause I would have redone that scene with Kenya <laughs> if I could, you know, it just is, it's just, it just really is. I think what makes the show what it is, is that it's like almost like a social experiment of women who are like big personalities who have, you know, big energy, Going to get, you know, comment. Oh, what's going on? Uh oh, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, cool. I can hear you. Okay. I don't know okay. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was saying, I think that I think what makes the shows work is that it's almost like a social experiment, right? Because you get these women with big personalities, big dreams, big bravada coming together, trying to build friendships, and all hell breaks loose every time. <laughs> no, yeah. I want to know, like, because how is it, like, how has it been, like, with your, like, your relationship, like, uh, with your husband, Aaron, yeah. like, since filming? Because I know, like, you guys are putting, like, your personal stuff out there sometimes. So is yeah. it, like, is it, like, more challenging or is it still, like, the same? You guys still have the same dynamic? No, I, you know, it's funny because I think that um this last season, the show actually brought us closer together. Okay. Um, and And for that, I'm really appreciative. I think we went into this project knowing that it can be hard on relationships. And obviously Ross and I have a great foundation. You know, we've been together for 20 years. 
So we've just always loved and supported and respected each other through our other, you know, jobs and businesses and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to say that it's easy, but I think when you have an understanding with your partner, it makes it, you know, it, it, it makes it where the journey is a little bit, it is a little bit easier. So this, this upcoming season, obviously you guys know, we we're talking a lot about having baby number two last season. That's going to be a thing this year. Um, Ross wants the family, wants us to all separate. He's like the nine. Yeah, that's So, you know, that's a thing. But I threw it all. I feel like at the end of the day, Ross and I are always a team working together. And for that, I'm so grateful. No, that's really good because sometimes you, the other way around, like you get on the show and then it's like the relationship's over. So that's good yeah. that you guys are getting closer. Um, I got some track and field questions for you because, you know, you we did the same <laughs> event and you're the gold at your event pretty much. So, like, uh, my first question for you is, like, what was, like, the most difficult part? Like, what, like I know 400 meters. What's, yeah. like, the hardest 100 meters to, for you to run? The hardest I know, like, Yeah, out of the 400. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, the hardest physically was the last 100. But the hardest for me to always get right was the second hundred. So like we would have a strategy. Yes, like you go too fast and then you tire out coming home and it just like always would throw off my race. So the second, the second hundred was it was tough for me, but physically, obviously the body is breaking down and you start to feel lactic acid. So the last hundred was physically the hardest. <laughs> No, I feel you because like when I did it, I feel like that second hundred, it felt like you're just running up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> Good analogy. Uh, it feels like you're just running up a hill and then okay, you get like the third one hundred. It's like, okay, now you're coming down the hill. And the four yeah. like the last one, you're like you're dead tired, but it's like yeah. you're just you all you think about is finishing first it's or whatever. So line. yeah. <laughs> but that second one hundred is like, oh my I said, why did I be doing why did I even agree to do this event? Uh, you know? <laughs> Very true. No, yeah. Um, for me, like I watched you, I watched uh guys like Justin Gatlin, Johan Blake, Usain, of course, uh Karani James. Like, mm -hmm. who are like who are like your three like favorite people like uh, track and sprinters, uh, track and field sprinters that you like grew up watching? Oh, that's a great question. So you know, I was born in Jamaica, and so the 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 women that I watched in my first you know, track here was actually Merlene Otte. Um, she was a hundred meter sprinter that ran until she was like 41 or 51 or something insane. Yeah, that's cr crazy. Um, yeah. So she was one of my very first heroes that I loved, 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 loved. And then Jackie Jordan Kersey, uh, when I moved to the States, I just, I mean, her, like her personality, just everything about her, you know, I just, I really enjoyed watching her compete. And then obviously a lot of my peers, you know, Shelly Ann Fraser Price, who is still killing the game. Um, Usain Bolt, who I competed with, you know, throughout my career, and then the young superstars now, like a thing Mo and Sydney McGlough. You know, the, the thing I, that I always love, and my dad used to always remind me, that's why I really always stayed grateful, is that, you know, there's the, the sport's always going to continue, and there's always going to be someone that steps up and rises to the occasion. So it's always fun to see what the new athletes are doing and how they continue to move the torch and, you know, move the sport forward. So I'm grateful I get to still commentate on it because I really do love it. And that's my new way to contribute to the sport. So it's really great. No, that's good. Like, I know you, I like, I don't know if people know, like, the. I feel like the practices are like, uh, <laughs> for you, it's probably way different because you're like war class and everything. So it's like, <laughs> but I just even know, I was like, practices, I'm like, why am I here? So, but how do you even get through the practices? If anybody does track and field, they like, they know, like practices yeah. and meets is like thank god I get to get to do a meet but like how how was like the practices for you 
Man, practices, you know, depending on the days were real tough, but I was always very goal oriented. And I was always like, I knew why I was doing this. And I knew that the only way to win races was to win in practice. And so, you know, I was, I was one of those athletes who always came to the track very seriously and came with the same, you know, disposition and, you know, desires that I had on race day. Like I'm, I'm coming out here to crush the workout. Um, and then I had a great support system. Like my dad was always at every practice. My coaches were amazing. I had really good workout partners. So, you know, that just made for a really inspiring and fun workout environment. But man, some days when we had to do like two 800s or three 800s or repeat 600s. Whew, I'd be like, oh my God, why did I pick the 400? <laughs> I, 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 I agree you on the 800. I said, yo, I, I kind of just want to do the one and two now. Exactly. Short sprint. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I, I don't know why I didn't. I was like, no, I don't know why I signed up for this. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, you uh, what was I was about to say. Oh my god, oh my goodness, I forgot what I was about to say. Um, what was I just about to say? I am so sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna go to a different question. Um, you know, uh, Cindy McLaughlin, she's the uh star 400 meter 400 meter hurdles, she's killing it. I know there's been talks about her transitioning to a 400 meters. Uh, what would you what would you like to see her do? Um, I mean, I'd love to see her in the four. You know, I think that um, you know, I've held the American record now since 2006, so it's like been there for a long time. And I know that if anyone could break it, I think it would be her or I think Mo. They both have the speed and the strength um, to be able to run under 49 seconds to run 48 mid. So, yeah, I think that she's dominated the 400 hurdles. She has the world record. She's Olympic champ. She's world champ. So why not, you know, attempt another event and see what you can do? So I think that her and I think Mo will probably attempt it this year or next year. Um, and I'm excited to see what they could do. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, yeah. I was just about to ask you, like, when was like, was there like a certain like me or race you had that you're like, man, I'm great at this sport? Yeah, I would say it probably when I realized that I could really be great and maybe become an Olympic champion was my senior year in high school um, when I broke uh, the national high school record that still stands today, 50.69. I ran that when I was 16 years that's, that's old. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so that's crazy. when I was like, okay, if I work hard, I think I could, I think I could be the best in the world. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's crazy. I, for uh, 16 doing 50s, that's that's. No, that's just like grown men that can't even do that. So that's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, my last question for you, you know, you're a four-time Olympic gold medalist, author, wife, mom, reality TV star now. Given all your amazing success, what else do you want to accomplish in your life? Wow. You know, it's funny because I still feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of uh, all the great things that I can do. And I feel like you know, track and field and um, everything has just kind of been like a, you know, springboard, like setting a foundation for all the great things that I hope to do in the future. Um, I want to leave an impact in the world in a positive way. So my organization, Mommy Nation, um, is very important to me. It's uh, a blog and community resource that supports Black moms. Um, you know, Black women are four times more likely to die during childbirth than white women. And so I want to do my part in helping to, you know, get rid of the Black maternal mortality rate and to provide communities to Black women and help them to have a better experience in motherhood. So that's a part of my legacy I hope to leave behind is impacting that in a positive way. Um, I want to be a great mom. Like I want to see my son excel. I do, you know, tons of great things and I hope to start more businesses. Like I think everything I've learned in my, my life is, has prepared me to be.
Can you hear me, Wayne? Yeah, I can. I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on right now. Zoom. Okay. I'm sorry, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think everything that I've done in my life is preparing me to be a great entrepreneur. So I'm excited to start more businesses. I'm launching a new business on the show this year. So stay tuned for that. Support, support, support. 